0: Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. Your hosts, Marika and Marek, who went from nothing to multimillionaires in their early thirties, will show you how you can invest more, earn more, and live more. How you can go from zero to a multimillionaire through strategizing, diversifying, and increasing your earning potential. Invest more, earn more, live more.
1: So welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. And today's guest is James. James, how are you?
0: Very well, thank you very much for having me on board today. Looking forward to it.
1: It's it's an honor to have you. So James, uh, you've built a massive, successful business over the years. Before we go into that, could you tell us your journey, your story? Because I know it wasn't always that, was it?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So to to summarize it, I was a full-time athlete with Team GB Rowing, pushing towards the Olympics in 2016. Uh, and I was based in Nottingham as a full-time athlete and that was my life. That was it. I was going towards this. There was no plan B, nothing. I wanted an Olympic gold medal wrapped around my neck. That was everything I was invested in. Um, and unfortunately in 2016, I lost it all. We got glandular fever, strepsilicin O, Lyme's disease. Uh, ultimately, I was in hospital for nearly, nearly close to a year trying to recover from lifelong illnesses that I still battle today uh and basically i got cut because in the team gb setup it's just the numbers game. you know all they care about is funding olympic gold medals if you if you're not in the action they cut they cut you and that was it so i i desperately tried to get back after my illness and everything else but then when i came back into the fold i realized that i just wasn't passionate about the sport i found out that really i was doing it to just get an olympic gold medal olympics more than anything as opposed to love for the sport and more than anything i'll say to loads of people Marek, that That was the biggest blessing in disguise for me. I'm so glad it kind of happened because I wouldn't be where I am today if that didn't happen. I'd be still chasing down this dream. Um, But, you know, everything happens for a reason. One door closed for me, another door opened. And that's where I sort of fell into in 2015, 2016, creating this company, JG Physique, uh, a small little, you know, online training facility. In the UK at the time, uh, you know, and over the last six years, it's grown into where we are now with 19 members of staff, a thousand plus testimonials uh, and probably, you know, in Europe, leading online transformation specialist in Europe. So uh, everything happens for a reason.
1: So did you have sponsors when you were uh, preparing for the Olympics or?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like when when we had sponsors, more so people like team doctors, um, you know, training nutrition specialists, everything else who basically design everything for us. But we'd still have to pay for our own digs and everything else. So it wasn't as glamorous as see see these footballers and everybody else. It's still, you know, you're in the trenches spending for yourself uh, along the way. But um, we basically chase after the goal. Okay. They basically chased after the goal. That's it, yeah, 100%. Uh, that was it. Like, you know, it's a different It's a different mindset. How I live now compared to how I was living back then, uh, you know, they put me, I used to live above the rowing club on the River Trent in Nottingham. And I was in a little shack and all I knew was wake up at 4am to get on the river, train three, four times a day, go to bed again, repeat. Families, weddings, all these relationships cut completely to this goal. And that was, that was the sort of mindset you had to adopt to compete yeah. with the competition. Uh, it was who, who could sacrifice more. Okay.
1: So before we go into how how successful you became, because obviously I know you and you became a very good friend of mine now and my personal trainer as well over the years. Um, before we go to that, so how what was your life before the this preparation of Olympics? So was you a normal kid or was you coming from a wealthy family already? Did you have that mindset already or, yes. or that, that situation in life completely changed? change your
0: 180 degrees i think think it's a really really good question what you asked there because i don't think it gets asked a lot really um you know fortunately i did come from a wealthy background my my family my father's done very well for himself and you know i i the sort of personality i have is that i i want to be recognized for my own work and you know i always remember telling my dad when i was very young when i was 16 17 i said i don't want to go into the family business i don't want to do this because I'm not passionate about construction. Um, you, if you hire me and I sit in the big chair, you know, you've got the wrong man there. You want someone who's passionate about what he's doing. And that's why I said to him, I want to go my own way. I want to chase my own dream, my own vision. And I think that's when I first earned his respect was when he actually looked at me and said, you know what, you could have it all here. But he said, no, you want to go your own way. And I think it was his first nod at me to say, OK, fair play. Now go and chase it. Um, and you know that was you know your other question was more so you know what was it like growing up you know I was always different you know I wasn't your normal kid I'm six foot six I'm ginger I'm completely different to most people uh, back then I used to resent that but now I I love that I love being different more than anything so I guess more so like being in adverse situations different situ- situations growing up it sort of forced me to adapt overcome and chase down my goals to better myself to actually kick on so. I mean, like how it how it's all played out, I wouldn't have changed it for the world, is because it's the reason it's the reason why I am where I am today. So, you know, there's been adversity, there's been real bad times, you know, in the past that have shaped the future for me because of the mindset I've got is I'll always fail forward. You give me failure, that's an opportunity for me to learn. That's how I treat this. And that's why I always say to, you know, you know, I don't know if anyone knows, but we have four or five different businesses. We have four different divisions uh, and we have a ch- fifth sort of division, which is charity division for us now. So I wouldn't have been able to get into this position if I hadn't failed forward in previous years to get into those positions, you know, where we've changed so many people's lives now as a result of it. Uh, and I do honestly believe that all comes from having a growth mindset here and more so getting out of that comfort zone, investing in yourself, big thing that you obviously cover with other people is, is, is investing in yourself, investing in your business, your health, your life to propel yourself forward and shorten the learning curve um, and surround yourself with people who are further ahead of you. I've always grasped that when I was a kid, though, when I was growing up. I always knew there was people ahead of me that have achieved what I want to achieve. And I had to get around those people to extract those systems and learning for me to become that person. And that's why I think some people are very, very surprised when they say, oh, you know, how old are you? You know, and, and people do get surprised when I say I'm 26 and I've, I've achieved what I've done. Is because more so of my ambition to shorten my learning curve, and almost attain what someone achieves in their 60s or 70s at 26. I think it's very possible with the right path, the right approach, and right implementation.
1: Great, great. Okay, so going through all those hurdles and um, and struggling throughout. Yeah. So I, would, I wouldn't say throughout the life because obviously when you were younger, you 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 You've had a quite good life, but 2016 really hit you like a ton of bricks. Um, what, was the, what was the point where you realized, shit, I need to change something? And how did you start yeah. building your business?
0: That's a really good question as well. And you know, I, I honestly say that this is probably the most defining point of my life, 100% in late end of 2015, early 2016. When I was in hospital, I had a blood clot. I was bleeding from my mouth, and it was nip and tuck, quite literally. And you know, I'm literally recovering from a blood clot, tonsillectomy, the three lifelong illnesses in bed, and thinking, I'm I'm, I'm 22, 23 right now. I've sacrificed everything. I've lost my university degree. I've pulled out of university too early from Team GB. I've got no job, no platform. Olympic dream gone. You're rock bottom. I think I said to myself, "This, this, this is not going to define me. I'm not allowing this to define me." And I remember during that time when I was in hospital, and I, I started to have a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. I even questioned whether I wanted to be here anymore. It was that bad. So I, I put that so much into this, you know, moving forward. I, I questioned what was the point anymore, and I had to pivot quickly. And that was, I remember, still, you know, at the time, our family was building. Uh, my dad and mum were building their own house at the time. They were living in a caravan whilst building their own house. I was actually sent back to my grandparents who took me in whilst recovering from this illness. Mm-hmm. I still remember bless my grandma like coming up the stairs every single one to feed me because I was eating six seven times a day to try and recover to get back to the Olympics. A uh, team Olympic team set up. I, I just remember in that moment where I was just laying in bed and just think this this can't define me. Uh, I've been here staying the same four walls for nearly a year now. I've got it, I've got to, to scap out of this. I've got to break the break the chain, break the loop here and pivot. And that's where I decided that, you know, clearly I'd found a passion in obviously elite performance of sport. And I wanted to channel that into business owners and entrepreneurs who wanted to rediscover their physical and mental peak, who had huge time constraints, huge stresses, uh, and ultimately juggling numerous different plates. And that's where we designed the peak performance blueprint. And, you know, within six years later, five years later, um, we're certainly number one in the UK for what we do with the most amount of testimonials for this given niche.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I follow you all the time, so I know how successful you are. But that, that well, that's my next question. So when you had that struggle and you said, oh, I, I, I need to change something, why not just go back to your father's business and say, fuck it, I, I've got everything there ready?
0: Yeah. yeah, it would have been so easy to do. Um, but that was the key thing here. Like, I don't want to be remembered for someone else's success. I don't want to be Jonathan Goff's son. I yeah. want to be James Goff and remember me for the legacy I create and the difference I make in my life. I always wanted to become independent. I wanted to become my own man. And the easy thing is to do is just fall in a family business. I'm not knocking the opportunity; it's a great opportunity, a great career I could go into and do and everything else. But I think it truly would be a disservice.
1: Yeah.
0: It'd be disservice in something that's handed to you. There's no fulfillment in that. And, and more so for me, I know if I was in the construction game, the family business, I'd be going there and I would truly be going to work. Yeah. With what I do right now, I've never worked a day in my life for the last six years, even though I've been doing 14, 15 hour days, because I just love it. I'm just passionate about it. It's just me. And that's that's the real art. And so many people say this. It's not. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You've got to do what you're passionate about. simply yeah. as, If you want to be truly successful selling at the highest level, you have to have a burning passion inside out for what you do. And I know it's like the same with you and what you do and why you've been so successful in the property game and also the bullying and everything else is because you're just so passionate about it. It's not, it's not a chore for you. You're stimulated by it. And that's the key kind of thing. I, I weighed up the options. I, like, I could easily go and do this, but I won't live a life of fulfillment here. I'll be working truly and else you'd be a disservice to the family business as someone who doesn't have a fucking clue, excuse my language, about construction versus here I've got, a, I've got a dream, I've got a vision. I know if I apply myself like I did in the Team GB setup, I know one day I'm going to be number one in the world at what I do here. I know. And I, that's the reason why I said in that moment, I've got to start thinking and operating like this guy before I become this guy. So five years ago, I was already thinking like the guy I am today, even when I wasn't. And that's not fake it until you make it. That's more so having certainty in who you are, your values and what you represent. And that's where I, I just started off and slowly build the snowball. And that's my biggest word in business, right? It's momentum. You can nurture momentum, you'll succeed 100%. And that's the difference why I saw with my other colleagues, other people going into business, similar to when I was, they were doing a a record breaking month in business, but then going off on holiday and not nurturing the momentum. And I was thinking, well, no, I'm I'm doubling down now. I'm I'm gonna go again, I'm gonna reinvest. So I'm gonna see how I can just keep building the snowball. And I've always had that mindset. Even right now, I'm, I'm thinking, where do we go next? How do we change more people's lives? Mm. You know, where, where's the next chapter?
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Coming back to your uh, to your French word, you don't have to apologize. It's a podcast. You be who you are. We want to show people that you can be a normal person and still be a successful. So you know, we do swell on this podcast as well. <laughs> um, so you went for the health, and obviously, you mentioned the mental health as well issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, When did you start investing in yourself and and what was your first step in your business?
0: Good question again. Um, The mental health side of things, uh, just quickly skimming on that. Uh, It's a bit of a stigma uh, that people don't really like to talk about with men and mental health and everything else. But I realized I had a serious problem in 2016 with my mental health. And I don't mind speaking about it because it needs to be said. I mean, like in 2016, I was in a very, very dark place. And it was very, very hard for me to come forward and talk about it with the team doctors and psychologists and GV. But I remember going into a room in 2016 and literally breaking down in front of our team psych and just saying, I need your help. I'm 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 in a bad, bad way here. Where I didn't I didn't know where to turn. It was that bad. I didn't know how to answer these intrusive thoughts that were coming my right way. And you know, ultimately I started to train myself. And that was the first time I invested in myself, was actually getting uh, a clinical psychol- psychiatrist, uh, a guy called James Bickley, who, who really turned my life around. And it was a changing, defining chapter in my life where I really started to invest in my mind before anything, that actually take, took my self-development to the next level before I could service any business or anything else. It started with me. And that's the key thing like, with what we see in business, health, life. It has to start with you. If you're not investing in yourself, how do we expect other people to invest in you, right? So that's the key thing that I sort of grasped early on. I had to put my ego aside. I was like, I don't care. I, I need help here. I need to get here right now. I can't get here without addressing my root causes of my issues here. Mm. So I had to humble myself and say, Listen, like you've got you've got a weakness here. Let's let's get let's get strong. Let's get quick. Um, I think the next question was about how did I actually get started in business. How did I actually right. go ahead? And, what was your first step? Yeah, first step was I mean like. The, the, I mean, the business in 2016 compared to where it is now is a different game, completely different model, completely different game. Right, right now we are all over the world in numerous different countries. 90 members of staff. Back then it was just me uh, in my university flat, um, you know, with a big dream, and the whole business model completely different. Uh, nowhere near where we were today, and it started off with. More so, documenting my own bodybuilding journey. More so, documenting my own progress, where people started to latch on and were like interested and you know, inquisitive about it, and started to get the odd referral, the odd uh, people, you know, signing up. But it was on a low, low level. I truly started to invest in myself and sort of my business was probably about, probably about, you know, a year and a half later, where I invested in my first mentor. And you know, I invested probably over twenty-four grand into this mentor uh, over a condensed period of time. Uh, to extracted systems, learn, adapt, and ultimately short my learning curve. As we know, with not not with every mentor, not always does it work out. As we know, and this one kind of didn't. It. We were paying a huge ticket on a month-to-month basis. Not getting the customer service I needed, and ultimately, eventually broke early from the contract on this one because it was just appalling service. But I, I took something from each mentorship. My first mentorship, I took something. I learned something moved forward and then went into my next mentor and so on and continued to grow and scale that way as we move forward. Um, So that's how it all got going. When me realizing once again, this was now a business, this is where I wanted to go in the business. And this was the gap that I had in trying to achieve this. Okay. How am I going to fulfill and minimize that gap, invest in myself, invest in people Mm. that walked that path before me. Uh, And that's, you know, I've had six or seven different mentors before getting to where I am now. And, and now we mentor other people. We've got, as I say, four divisions now inside the umbrella uh, of where we basically help online coaches grow and scale their companies as well as our own online fitness business. We have a B2B business as well for corporate health, well-being. And then we have a networking business as well. So um, it's just naturally evolved in time, really. But it started with investing in myself. Great.
1: What was, what was your biggest challenges in business?
0: Biggest challenges in business... Um, That's a good question. Uh, Now or back then? Uh, Both. Both? Okay, cool. I'm going to say, what I'll do is talk about back then then, first and foremost. Biggest challenges back then was really knowing who to surround yourself with in terms of the right mentor, the right person, uh, to actually accelerate that growth moving forward. Um, Back then, it was probably getting known, probably lead generation purposes more than anything to actually – ramp up the conveyor belt and actually move it on moving forward i'd say biggest challenges in business now though is a really interesting one i'd say it's my management it's people it's leadership because what i'm learning more so with where i am now inside this business compared to where i was you know back then back then i was i was everything inside my business so one man band now we're 90 members in where people say to me, say, James, well, where are you inside your business? What do you do? I say, I, I play chess and I'm in sales. So I move the pieces on the board and I move people around and maximize the potential inside the business is people. And that's ultimately right now is that truly this is leadership. This is man management. How can I get the best out of this individual, this individual, and this individual, the height and performance moving forward for our clientele and also our culture? But, but that's the key thing to understand is that how I speak to Joe Bloggs is completely different to how, how I speak to my other staff member here in maximizing the potential and the performance. So that's why I'd say the biggest challenge is, is being in a headspace and frame of mind to maximize your employees' potential every single day, their productivity and performance. And it's people, it's leadership, it's my managing. They're the real issues because people are everything inside business, as we know, they make the conveyor belt run quicker the conveyor belt runs, the quicker we grow and scale, the quicker we change more people's lives. Yeah.
1: Completely agree. Completely agree. So over the years, obviously, we went through quite a lot. What is your main area of expertise right now?
0: i, I said the two main areas of expertise that we have under our umbrella, okay, is that we're number one in the UK and Europe for helping business owners and entrepreneurs rediscover their physical and mental peak. In other words, high-end recomposition and health optimization. That's number one. The second thing that we're pioneers in the UK for is helping fitness professionals and online coaches grow and scale their online companies to the next level. There are two specialist areas.
1: So basically, for high-end individuals investing in themselves, their, their health, their mental state,
0: yeah. So like in essence, the first is, as you know, well, you and America have come through this process, got some amazing results, like other people that we've seen in the property industry, business owners that come to us. We, we service and run these individuals like businesses. We health screen them. We do full body audits, time audits, lifestyle management reports, their training, nutrition systems, everything designed inside out for them every single day to get the result that they're looking for moving forward. In essence, we're running like a business. We make decisions based on data, not emotion, that ultimately generates and guarantees the result for these individuals within 90 days. That's what we do.
1: Brilliant. And uh, how would you start now if you had to do it all over again?
0: That's a good question. Very good question. If I was if I was doing it all over again, I wouldn't change too much, but I know I'd be able to get to where I am probably in half the amount of time. Mm. Um, I spent a lot of time Trying to grow this business in its infancy by trying to scale and grow through Facebook advertisement, uh, paid advertisement, uh, and ultimately pushing low ticket services more than anything and not actually truly charging what I was worth and the result that we were generating. I probably spent and wasted about two years by doing that, to be fair, until I actually reverse engineered reverse engineered into the model that we are now that just works on so much better level um what i would have done is probably done a little bit more due diligence and more accurate investment in the right people Mm. at the right time and probably not jump the gun too quickly in jumping into the first mentor i saw um but ultimately what i'd have done as well is truly understand where the bottlenecks were inside my business and what i mean by that is that you know about Two years ago, business started to really kick off with JG Physique. I mean, like really kick off. And I was still literally a two, three-man band. And I was working, waking up about sort of 6, 7 a.m., going to bed about midnight, working some serious, serious days. And I was literally burying myself back into hospital. I literally spent so much time coming out of it, getting back into a position where I could actually normalize my life again. But just who I am, the nature of just punching and punching, I found myself back in hospital again. And it was that revelation again. I was like, I found myself back in hospital again. Wake up now! You stop. Have to. You don't need to create a lifestyle business here, as opposed to a glorified job. And that's where I had to start actually hiring people, actually scaling my time, understanding commodity. One commodity I had in life was time, and actually learn actually that you know. Are bringing new people in and actually making them experts in the different, different fields was a way for me to actually create a lifestyle business. Well, hopefully right now I can actually take a step back and the business in the conveyor belt runs without me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's the art of this, uh, is actually preserving your health in the process. We see so many business owners that trade ultimately their health, life and time to succeed in business. And that's the key thing: is getting the right balance here. Because why are you doing this after all? Why are you successful? Why are you trying to be successful in business? It's creating more time. It's quite more happiness, more memories, for the people that are important to you. So um, I slowly had that revelation, and that's how I adapted it again.
1: Yeah, and I've, I completely agree with that. You know, uh, at the moment, if you put all the system and process in place, time is invaluable. You know, I can do whatever you want, whenever. I mean, be, before even this um, podcast. Uh, uh, episode we we spoke previously that we're going to catch up with uh, cars and do some racing, and that's that's what's great. We can do whatever we want, really, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So, in terms of your business, um, there's quite a lot of obviously competition in the market at yeah. the moment. But if yeah. someone is inspiring to be who you are, what would you advise them to invest in, or how to invest in themselves? Is it purely on health, or do they have to also focus on sort of business skills or mindset?
0: Yeah, it depends on what they're looking to achieve, first and foremost, right? So if if we're talking to, like, um, you know, for instance, someone who's trying to become successful in business, shall we say, um, you know, what I'd highly suggest is ultimately, are you at peak performance yourself first, okay? Is the individual that you are currently right now the best possible option for your business right now? Or is your new improved version, your 2.0 being, as I like to call it, the individuals that's gonna generate more revenue, productivity and performance inside your business, right? So that's the key thing that we can look at ourselves first. Can we optimize ourselves even further, okay, at peak performance to scale your business moving forward? First and foremost, is there a gap there that we can heighten moving forward? We typically see a lot of business owners, busy professionals, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. in the working day, they have a dip in energy. Ultimately, how much time in the day are we actually working and what's the productivity there like? More um, so, where's the confidence at more so as well? You know, we work with a lot of individuals in the sales arena, marketing and branding industry. Um, you know, are we at peak performance there? Are we actually showing up to our prospects in the best way where they can actually generate like know and trust with us and ultimately invest in us? These are little things that do make a difference to your business, believe it or not, they really do. So that's why I'd say is that are you actually servicing yourself right now to service your business and ultimately see yourself as essentially an expense inside your business, okay? You need to be, you're, you're an asset inside your business, quite frankly. And if we take you outside of your business or take me outside of my business, it doesn't run as quickly or effectively, does it? So we've got to understand that you are an overhead inside your business. You need to service and support 100%. And um, So whether that's in our first business, second business or whatever, you've got to get super clear on what that outcome goal is. What does the end vision look like right now? Where are you at right now? And what is that gap in between? How are you going to fill that gap moving forward? Like Marek says here, the one commodity the you is time. So, really, it's the trade off that so many people trade their time for money, don't they? And I don't get that personally. I used to, that used to be me, but I don't get it anymore uh, in ultimately understanding what the real important things are in life. For sure.
1: I think we all started for money, didn't we? And then we realized actually we want freedom, not the money.
0: <laughs> but I think, I think that's the thing though, right? Like we, we shared that opinion together, right? But I think it's a momentum game. You you have to go through some struggle, some hardship. You do have to trade your time for money in the infancy to, have, to gain the momentum to have this new ideology of life, the freedom that we speak about. So I think there is a trade-off, there is a sacrifice initially that we yeah. do have to go through before we can actually get into that position for sure. Yeah,
1: correct. Correct. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in our life where you had shit lots of money but we didn't see kids. We are getting yeah, fat with exactly. fast food because we had no energy to actually go for walk or nothing. So we just get takeaway. So completely agree. You know, it's 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 you have to invest in yourself and your businesses all around. So what would be the best way to earn money if you are not business minded?
0: If if you're not business minded, what's the best way to earn money? Um well it's it's if you're not if business minded in the sense that you're not a risk taker and you don't want to enter the business arena and take the risk and have the full responsibility ownership of your own gig, um, obviously the, the second option there is, is being an employee, it's being a contractor of so I a bigger project. Uh, obviously with that comes a lot more security, doesn't it? You come obviously a pension associated, the nine to five, you know, ultimately you get to go home a certain period of time, you know, you, you clock in, you clock out sort of thing. Um, Obviously, as we know, there's so many fantastic jobs out there within large scale, um, you know, SMEs, organizations, everything else for you moving forward. But, you know, for me and how I'm wired, I was never going to work for the man.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, ultimately, I'll tell you a little story here. After the Olympics, well, sort of set up 2015, 2016, when I got cut, I had to go into a full time job, nine to five job. And if you see here, the a Wanderers ball here. This was the company that I went to work with in the marketing team. I was working nine to five. I was waking up at 5 a.m. every morning to work on my business, go to the gym, enter and work at 9 p.m., at 9 a.m., finish work at 5 p.m., and then I'm work on my business from five till midnight. So I was literally killing myself like crazy. Why? I was trying to get momentum inside my business for me to step away from that. My boss even knew at the time, he knew what I was doing. I was working on my business, everything else. He said, listen, you've got to kill your job. Otherwise, you've got to kill your business. Otherwise, you're done here. And I remember the next two days, I walked back and handed my resignation into it, into him. And he looked at me and said, you don't have a clue what opportunity you've got here. You have no idea. And I just looked at him and I said, just wait, mate. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have oh. no idea. And the rest is history. So, um, you know, but but it's not for everyone. Being a business owner, being the mindset of like you and I and how we operate isn't for everyone. You know, it's it's not. The world wouldn't be the way it is if it were, if we were all like 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 this. It just wouldn't happen. So ultimately, you know, it's it's more down to you know, in my opinion, you know, it's it's how you're wired. It's how you're mentally wired. I mean, for me, I wanted my own legacy. I wanted my own gig. I wanted my own ability to actually go and express myself, create my own legacy. And that's not to say that you know these people, uh, individuals in nine to five jobs, they're, they're not talented or anything. They're extremely talented, extremely educational. Extremely, you've got extreme amounts of ability, but just maybe are more wired towards a more secure system of life compared to maybe you or I or other business owners who may see it a different way. So, there's plenty of opportunities to generate revenue and you know money from not being a business minded or a business owner or anything else 100%. Uh, but I think you know a big part of obviously what what you do is looking at different investment opportunities whether that's property, whether it's silver, gold, bullion, you name it. There's so many different opportunities of generating residual income and wealth that obviously you're the expert on much more than myself, in um in actually understanding that you know, it doesn't have to just be one capacity of how you generate income. And obviously, you the guy to explain all that. But this is something that I'm toying in as well. I'm obviously in property as well. Obviously, business, commercial property, uh bonds, ISIS, you name it, pension. I look across the board, I look at different investments, probably nowhere near as our main man here. Yeah.
1: yeah that was my next question. What is, there, what is there, are the other investment strategies you apply to? Because you're obviously getting quite a lot of income from your businesses and quite a lot of profit. So where do you put that profit to? Um, like ourselves, we invest quite a lot in gold, silver, gemstones, yeah. Yeah. properties, uh, and obviously we've got many businesses. But I want to hear James' story. Where is he? Yeah. How is he securing his
0: wealth? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, being quite transparent and honest about it. I mean, I, I put a lot into a pension every single year. Uh, it was, you know, tax deductible, everything else. Um, quick fire way to do that. That's, that. that's a simple one. Another thing we do is commercial property, investing that into commercial residence, actually renting that out as well. Mm-hmm. And making a bit of residual income on that and building an empire moving that way. Ices and bonds, we get involved as well. Um, other investments we're getting is just, just property in general, away from commercial property, just normal property as well. Um, and you know, really, 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 that's about it at the moment. You know, I, I am intrigued and interested by obviously what you do in, in the bullion side of things and also Bitcoin and, uh, Dogecoin and all what's, what you think about it. But the thing with me is that if I don't do something, it's because I don't know a lot about it. Anything I do or anything I invest in, I know inside out. I almost feel like I'm a specialist in what I do and everything I do. And like, for instance, when it comes to Bitcoin or, you know, all these coins that are coming out, I just don't know enough about it. Yep. And therefore, that stops me from taking action on it. But that's not to say that it's a good thing or a bad thing. I just don't know enough about it. And that's where a gap is for me. If I have more time, I'd probably be looking into that as well.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think it's a sensible thing, you know, if you're not educated mm-hmm. in it, yeah. wait for, for, you know, be patient, get, get education, mm-hmm. get the right mindset, get the right people behind yeah. you to, to support you. Okay, yeah. so what is your routine?
0: My routine? Yeah, cool. So it's the same every single morning, every single day. It's habitual, it's, un, it's unconscious, it just happens. Um, I wake up every morning, 6 a.m., and I meditate for about 5, 10 minutes. I get out of bed. I go to the gym, I commute to the gym, get my session done, come back, meditate after my trading, have post-workout meal one, I shower, and then I'm on my first call with my team at 8.45. And that is where we're basically huddling our team, going over client data, prospect data, all of these things. So we're just gathering all the whole team for the day ahead. And then I'm just through calls throughout the day and then ultimately when it comes to what about sort of 7 p.m i'm slowly starting to wind down after work uh, and start to focus on myself uh, i may go out in the car i may go outside clear my head uh, i try and switch off to some degree something that i really struggled with in the past was actually being able to switch off and it's only like i still struggle with sometimes is actually i, I struggle to get to sleep sometimes because my my mind is working all the time which is yeah. It's sometimes a really good thing, uh, but ultimately it can be a hindrance as well for recovery purposes. Uh, but it's the same old, same old, every single day. Um, and that's, that's it. And it just, that, that's the key thing of what I really put down. You know, I, I don't want to come across arrogant here to, to my success of what we've done here is because I'm just relentlessly consistent every single day. I, I show up 100 miles per hour every single day and I, I follow through on my non-negotiables, as I call them. Non-negotiables are things that just cannot be negotiated. You do them every single day and you abide by them. You adhere to them. Negotiables are things that can be negotiated, getting your haircut, mowing the lawn, things like this. Non-negotiables are things you just do regardless. Why? Because they move you forward to this next version in your life. And it's that relentless habit and you know consistency that you know not everyone has. People say, Oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this life, I want to go here, but their actions don't align with their vision. They maybe do it for a week or two, but then they drop off the path. Difference for me is just I'm wide, completely different. I go above and beyond. I find a way. I just get it done.
1: Mm. And would yeah. you say that's, that's the secret uh, to success, consistency?
0: It, it's, it's one of many. It's one of many. I, I think, you know, consistency is one, it's, it's quite a basic one. I think another one is often me being brave, being brave in your decision making. Um, I also think failing forward is a huge one as well to success. People are fearful of failure and ultimately it leads to them staying in their comfort zone and it leads to inaction. The quicker you can transfer from your comfort zone from your fear zone into your learning zone, these are the most successful people you'll ever meet in your life. You look at Marek, you've got other people inside this industry, it's what they do so well. They get rid of the BS and the fear and they travel for it quickly into their learning zone where they acquire new skills, talents, uh, and assets for them to move into their growth. So people get this, some people don't get this. Uh, The people who don't get this typically don't invest in themselves they stay comfortable in this uncomfortable situation um so there's loads of different things here that contribute to success in my opinion but it, it's it's more so being wired in a certain way and consistently showing up every single day and you know that that's that's you know i'm i'm just a ginger kid from all i mean like i'm, I'm nothing special <laughs> but i've worked harder than most people to get where i've got to um and it's not just about working hard and thrashing it out. You've got to be smart. You've got to be efficient. We've got to be lean in what we do uh, to, to optimise your time moving forward as well. So it's, it's a combination, a hybrid of the two that pulls this together.
1: And you still um, educate yourself and train yourself to, to the next level or you don't believe yeah. in that?
0: Yeah, I'm consistently investing in myself every single month. You know, the moment I stop investing in myself is the moment I stop growing. The moment I stop growing, I have now stalled. And for me, that's that, that, that's uncomfortable, quite frankly. Um, ultimately, I, I have big goals. Ultimately, I want to be the largest health and fitness company in the world one day. And I honestly believe we will. And that will come from investment in myself and actually my own self-development as well. And without investing in myself, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the finished article. No way. So I need right. to still that.
1: Do you believe in partnerships and joint ventures? And do you have some that in your business? or you I, don't I do. I, away from
0: it? I do. I think, that, I think there's, there's a time and place for it. And I think with the right people, the right you know, opportunities, yeah, I, I agree with it for sure. Um, you know, it's it's being able to recognize that though. Like I think that's a skill set in itself is that people see the first JV or v- first opportunity that get handed their way and they get into business, jump into business far too soon, and ultimately they shot themselves in the foot and it, it doesn't look pretty. Uh, even despite of where I am and being the risk taker I am I, all, I am also quite risk averse in the sense that I am very selective of who I go into business with who I'm very careful with before I'm making decisions or executive decisions like that but I think it's a good idea If 100% if you don't have that necessary opportunity right from the start you're know, angel investors and everything else that you can exploit and use moving forward to take this idea to the next level I was very fortunate I was just able to invest and nurture my own cash flow and investment right from the start quite quite frankly i I, i'm very proud to say i'm self-made in what i've done you know i haven't lent on anyone i haven't loaned everything i haven't got a credit card or anything i've leveraged my own income my own capital to get into the position of where we are today which is you know pretty cool
1: yeah we we were in the same position no one no one helped was there to help us you know especially when when you when you're drowning then then you find out how many people are around you so I completely uh,
0: agree with you in that. That's that's a big one. That's a big one. If you don't mind me jumping here, that's a big one. Is that I love you. I love you. You said that because you know when I was at rock bottom. I mean, really rock bottom. I still remember who were the people who were around me, who who wanted to know, who wanted to actually get an arm around me and say, "Listen, come on, you're coming with me. We're moving forward." Here. I still remember that and that's, that's why I'm wired like this. I'm very, very selective of who I pull into my inner circle. I'm very, very selective of who I trust in life in general. Trust is a big, big thing to me. I just don't hand it out free willingly. Yeah, I only very, very careful pulling my inner circle together. And literally you see that, like there's so many yeah. fake people around you who wanna know like they see what you drive or anything like this and they wanna be friends with you. I'm, I'm just so wary of that stuff. I'm very, very collective of who I actually pull into my ecosystem, and if it doesn't serve me, they're out, they're gone.
1: No, I completely agree. I mean, I, I, I resonate with it because, um, back of the you know, few many years ago, we, we were nearly bankrupt twice, and, and I still remember breaking a piggy bank just to get a loaf of bread, you know, and <laughs> there was no one around, no, no one was even around us to ask what situation we are, so you know, and I, we had to learn from the situation. Now we are completely thousand miles away from it, but. Like okay. you said, you know, you, you appreciate them more and, but, and you remember who was around you. So,
0: but, but I also think, like, the situation that you were in there, that made you who you were today. Because I, I almost feel like you've got to have a taste for adversity and rock bottom for you to really be wired a certain way to excel in life moving forward. You being in that situation forced you to act and say, like, I'm sure you said to yourself, I'm never going to allow myself to be in this position ever again. I'm going to find a way moving forward. I know what your personality is like. I know what you're like, like as a leader as well. I, I could get how your mind was working back then and saying, like, you, you're finding a way moving forward. I think that's, adversity is a blessing. Failure is a blessing. Without it, it's just mediocrity. It's comfort. And that's not a bad thing. Like, listen, like, to people who are tuning in or listening to this, it's not a bad thing. If you're in comfort, congratulations. You're, you're in peace in your life. You know, that's the most important It's Happiness. But for someone like myself or maybe Murray, a little bit of resistance is what we need to get a kick or a thrill to grow moving forward. That's, that's what I'm like anyway. I don't know if people can relate to that.
1: Yeah, I uh, think it, for me, if I didn't get that kick in my ass uh, from life, from the universe, uh, I don't think much would uh, change. But
0: there you go. It's true. Oh. Right, without resistance, we don't grow. We need resistance to grow. Without, without it, nothing changes.
1: Do you read any books or do you have any books that inspire you and you can share with people?
0: Any books that I read are typically clients' books that I buy to support them. So I've got actually a couple of books here. I've got one of our clients here, Nick Haverly, who's in Property Game. There you go, Nick. There's a a plug for you there if you're watching. Um, And then I also, typically if anything else I read, it's typically uh, this guy. Uh, um, Yeah, Tony Robbins uh, and his stuff you know a bit about him and obviously with what we do inside our business is typically a lot of life coaching similar sort of principles to what he sort of preaches and everything else and uh taking inspiration from that really but i'm not i'm going to be honest with you i'm not a massive reader i'm really not and i know a lot of people preach you read all these books read 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 but how i learn is through exposure and experience that's how i learn Actually getting in the trenches and failing forward and actually being exposed to real life circumstances that enable me to learn. That's how I've learned best. Not by reading, but more so by exposure to experience. I'm not saying that reading is a bad thing. It's just for me, I, I'm a dyslexic kid. I don't get too much through that reading. Uh, if anything, I'll put an audio thing and listen to a podcast or listen to an audio book or get in the trenches and fail that way. That's just me as a personality type. But I can see the benefit in reading. Book, if you're asking me for a book that I recommend, what really served me in 2015 when I was my lowest from a mental state was The Chimp Paradox. Okay. Uh, great book. I'm sure loads of people have heard of it, uh, but it is fantastic in managing your chimp magnet, managing anxiety in general, in all aspects of life.
1: There you go. Golden tip for you guys who are struggling with with your mental state at the moment. So, yeah. Okay, so... We're going to have one last question about your business. What part of systems, automation, outsourcing of your business was a part of success? or Do you believe in it or or you, you don't believe in, in any systems? Because I, I know some entrepreneurs that uh, I um, had a podcast with and they was like, I don't, I don't believe in any systems. I just go forward, you know.
0: I think it's imperative. Listen, like if, if you're not outsourcing or if you're not bringing specific contractors or subcontractors or employees into your side of your business for specialist fields, um, you're daft, quite frankly. Daft's um, a strong word. Maybe if you're wanting to stay in a certain comfortable, if you're comfortable doing, say, like a 20k a month or a 30k a month or a 10k a month or whatever, and your bubble is just a one-man band, crack on. If that's If that fulfills you, it's fine. But For me, and what my mindset is to scale to the highest level, it's to change as many people's lives and become number one in the world. So for me to do that, it is impossible for me to do that as a one man -man band. I have to scale, I have to outsource, I have to bring a team member in here, whether it's marketing team, operations team, uh, you know, copywriting content team, you know, prospecting team, sales team. We have a whole division for everything inside our business. Whereas before the previous mindset was just me, one man banned, I'll do everything. And ultimately what I was doing, I was just killing myself. I was killing myself quite literally and putting myself back into hospital. Mm. So really it really depends once again, what is your outcome goal? Where do you want to go? And then apply appropriately.
1: Okay. Okay. Any legacy you want to leave?
0: Any legacy I want to leave? Um, the legacy I want to leave is um, being remembered and known for changing millions of people's lives all over the world and ultimately um, also raising thousands of millions for charity for underprivileged children um, who didn't maybe have the opportunity I had when I was a kid, and also are able to leverage the resources we've raised in our fifth division, JG Foundation, to make a difference to to the world. Because when it's all said and done, we can be hugely successful in business and everything else, but no one's gonna remember that for you. People are gonna remember you for the lives you changed, the difference you made, the impact you did, the amount of hearts you touched as well. So that's at the core of everything because no one else remembers the, the other stuff, for sure.
1: And um, James, in five, 10 years, any goals, aspirations?
0: Yeah, in in five years' time from now, um, I know 100% we'll be number one in the world for what we do. And I'd probably say as goes through within two years, we'll be number one in the world for what we do in our industry, 100%. We'll have over 30 members of staff minimum, um, at any given time. And we'll have changed hundreds of thousands of lives, 100%. That's where we'll be.
1: Brilliant. Um,
0: any hobbies, any hobbies, uh, aside from the bodybuilding that I do every single day, that's a huge passion of mine. Um, obviously, um, enjoy in racing cars and actually um i shouldn't say racing cars driving cars <laughs> <laughs> driving cars
1: racing racing on a
0: private <laughs> road yeah driving cars um it's a new hobby i've got into i must say um uh, especially with lockdown and everything else it's been quite nice as a headspace yeah. to actually you know go and get out in the car and, and that's i i'd say that's probably another investment i've probably got involved in marat cars yeah Brilliant. I know it's a depreciating asset, but it's an asset. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask one more question about business and then we're going to change to okay. yep. questions about your lifestyle and yourself, uh, as cool. you already yep. touched that. So, okay. top tips for success.
0: Topics of success. Um, topics of success. Uh, top, tips, what, top, tips. top tips for success. Um, invest in yourself, 100%. And more importantly, invest in people that have walked the path that you want to walk 100%. Uh, success, like we already said, like being relentlessly consistent every single day, but more so holding your why close to you every single day. So, I don't know if you guys can see this. If I share my screen with you right now, you guys might be able to see on this wall here, there's a yeah. load of affirmations that I read out every single morning, you know, values and more so. The reasons why I'm turning up. So I'm staring at it all the time. I'm being reminded, you know. I read these affirmations out every single morning, you know, affirming who I am, where I'm going, moving forward. You have to hold that close to you until ultimately it becomes subconscious. Your why is just deep-rooted to you. So when people say, oh, well, why are you doing this? I say, well, it's just lifestyle now, a lifestyle change. Um that's, that would be a tip for success is creating a lifestyle change towards that facilitates this vision. Do your actions align with your goal moving forward? I'd say next one is controlling your environment. I think that's a huge one. Um, you know, ultimately, I think one of the reasons why I've been quite successful in what I've done is I've controlled my environment. I don't let people into my environment that can damage my momentum and my focus toward what I'm doing. Very, very easy for you to get into destructive tendencies and habits that derail your momentum inside business because that is the most important thing. I don't care what anyone says, the biggest word that you need to be considered with in business is momentum. If you nurture momentum, you will succeed. It's that simple. Um, What you have mentioned here is understanding of when to invest and also outsource and pull in a team to scale your efforts moving forward as opposed to being a one-man band and just hustling and ultimately training your time for money. There's a huge difference between creating a lifestyle business and a glorified job. So many people enter the business game and ultimately find themselves in a glorified job uh, that you're paying yourself. It's more so creating a lifestyle business. I'm also getting super clear on where you wanna go, where you are right now. One well, maybe another success tip for you is that run yourself like a business. You're trying to run your business like a business, you're trying to run other things like a business, run yourself like a business. Have non-negotiables that you tick off every single day, boxes as we call them, we have a hashtag in our first business called TTFB, which stands for tick the fucking boxes. You tick the fucking boxes, you're going to get validity. You know exactly what change you need to make daily to create the next change that you need moving forward. So it's being extremely structured, um, putting the right systems in place um, and implementing hard. You know, The most problem that I see with people who are trying to be successful in this marketplace and industry is that they don't have information problems. They have implementation problems that need addressing first.
1: Great, great. Okay, so we're going to change a bit. Yeah. Um, tell us something that no one knows about you.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know what people do know or don't know. Um, what do people know about or don't know about me? Um, okay. What people may not know is that when I was growing up, I was, I was a high level of sport for most sports. I was playing Leicester Tigers rugby when I was a kid. I was playing Shropshire and Derbyshire County cricket. I was playing staffordshire county tennis staffordshire swimming um i was in the first 11 for sport uh football and every every sport basically at high level but i was never the highest level to go pro or anything else which is probably one of my biggest regrets probably is actually you know my parents had the idea of trying to make me good at everything as opposed to just going all in on one thing and only until the rowing side of things that's where i really focused in on one thing moving forward so probably what things people don't know about me is that, you know, growing up, I've always been like a high-level sportsman uh, in all things, um, but really never went pro at uh, any of them, which is probably one of my biggest regrets.
1: Well, maybe that was a blessing.
0: Yeah, but, but then again, 100%, if I wow. went down that route, I would not be here today doing what we're doing. And I kind of like this.
1: <laughs> so, because yeah. now you're helping thousands of yeah. wealthy businessmen from different backgrounds yeah. achieving their great body and health. Okay. Okay. Well, What's your lifestyle now? Because obviously I've seen your recent purchase, which is a beautiful car. Please share it with us, so people will know what sort of lifestyle they can achieve by grafting and building wealthy, successful businesses.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like obviously you may have seen I've bought a bright orange car, which is a McLaren 570s, uh, which is a racket, and it's great fun. It's the probably the only car supercar I fit in. Uh, being, oh, that's probably something that people don't know, Marek, is that I'm six foot six and I'm 115 kilos. Um, so I don't, I'm not designed to fit in small cars like that. <laughs> so, but we, we make it work. I just have to slide down the seat a couple of inches and then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm <laughs> which isn't good for my back, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, my, my lifestyle really, I'm going to be honest with you, what we've achieved in business and what we've achieved financially or impact wise hasn't changed me as an individual or hasn't made me dramatically more of a materialistic person. If I'm being honest, I'm still in my JG physique hoodie and, and joggers here. If I go out to the shops, I'm not wearing a Rolex on my wrist or anything like this. I'm not a flashy person like this. I'm, I'm just, I'm in my sliders in my socks and sliders go to the shop. You know, I'm just, I, I don't, that hasn't changed me in that respect, but more so my lifestyle is still a humble lifestyle. I'm a hardworking working you know you know just a grafter really more than anything you know that's 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 me but more so the, the additional benefits that have come through like you know getting into like you know the racing side of things the cars you know the car we've just bought obviously it's a perk it's a benefit more than anything and i think it's more so you know um it shows you like you say what what can be possible for you to you know achieve you know like <laughs> it's quite funny i went to the, the petrol station the other day i walked in after filling the car up and this woman turns around, she goes, are you famous? I said, well, I don't know, maybe. She goes, are you a footballer? I said, don't call me that. <laughs> so she said, I recognise your face. I was like, I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's nice to see things like that. But at the same time, I think people can get carried away from chasing that, chasing the highs, chasing the, and they get carried away from it. I think it's really important for me to try and stay grounded as much as possible, and keep my values close to me of who i really am and what i represent and don't get carried away by the flashiness of everything it's good to you know it's good to you know like if it's there like the McLaren and everything else if you know what's the point of making it all if you can't spend it if you can't use it for sure but i think you know i like to try and stay as grounded as possible to who i am um because no one likes someone who's crass and you know you know, disrespectful or anything else. So it's staying true to what my values are and how I want to show up and how I want to be respected and looked at within this industry.
1: Great. Have you got any kids, girlfriend, wife?
0: I'm I'm trying to reduce my admin. Yeah, I'm trying to reduce my paperwork at the moment. Um, I'm nothing serious. Shall we say nothing about it. That's not to say in the future I'm still young. And well, I, I'm telling myself i I feel like I'm 26 going on 35. But so, um, but yeah, no, the additional responsibilities are limited right now, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing.
1: Well, enjoy your cars because when you have a number four in your household, you won't be able to fit in McLaren.
0: <laughs> no, that won't happen. No. Oh, yeah. It'll be stored away somewhere else. Uh, yeah,
1: I had to settle for AMGs and Panameras. So. Well, that's
0: that's not a bad car either. That's a, AMG's lovely. Yeah, okay.
1: okay well, let's do a quick fire round. Yes, it's I've got no questions written, yeah. nothing like that. Uh, Going to top of my hand. Okay. Um, so, uh, do you still have a cheat days? Uh, yes. What is your favorite fast food? Pizza. Uh alcohol or
0: cigarettes? Uh alcohol but socially. Not not every day. Uh, once in a blooming.
1: Okay, wine or fizzy?
0: Uh wine or fizzy? Yeah. Wine.
1: Okay. Um anything that you should not do as a top performer and you still
0: regret doing it? <laughs> Many a time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you anymore. <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's a few bars bath- of chocolate sneaking in the bedroom. Yeah. Great, great. And um, so, for all these beautiful ladies around your town, are you
0: available or? Take oh, I'm, a, I'm available, yeah, but I live in Wolverhampton, remember? <laughs> so, it's not like playing for gold. It's <laughs> and um have you always lived there uh yeah so wolverhampton was where i grew up uh i went to boarding school in wolverhampton then i went to boarding school in derby mm-hmm. and then from derby I went to sheffield uni lived in sheffield then went to doncaster then went to nottingham Thank and you. now back in Wolverhampton.
1: what is the naughtiest or most let's say criminal stuff that you've did in university
0: I can't, I can't tell you that, I can't <laughs> tell you that. no way, this has been recorded, I'm, I'm not a fool, no way. Well
1: you know, it's a podcast. because I'm trying to um, catch
0: you out a little bit. I mean, you can try and catch me out, but um, for, what am I, what am I, um, what am I prepared to tell you more than anything? Um... Uh, I, Any funny you know, stories that through your
1: journey?
0: Funny, funny stories. I mean, this isn't a funny story, but looking back at it, I can kind of laugh. We were, we were in a nightclub in in Sheffield, young. You know, we, we were probably thinking we were bigger than we probably were back then. I was a twenty year old kid uh, and getting a bit cocky with the bouncers. And then one bouncer comes behind me, chokes me out. I'm um, out. And then the other one dashes me in the face and then throws me down twenty concrete steps. There's no camera in the footwell and I'm bleeding out with, you know, literally coming out of my head at the bottom of the stairs and my mates have literally picked me up, got me in an ambulance, 20 stitches in the back of my head. Um, so that was a story. Now, I wouldn't say that was funny, but <laughs> look back at it and it's character building more than anything.
1: I think we've all been through through that young generation age.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, really? it, was, it, was a, it was a dodgy club in Sheffield where they served quad VODs. Quadruple shots of vodka in single drinks. Horrible. If
1: you worth checking if it's still open, you know. <laughs> yes. James, you've been a great, great guest. Uh, for all the listeners, where can they reach out to you? How how can can they get help from you? Um, yeah. Can you can you give us a bit bit from your business side, please.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think the best way for me to probably explain this to you is, I don't know whether I can share my screen right now. Yep. Can I share my screen? Yeah, I can, I can, I can. That's fine. Give you a bit of context. What we do as a business is this is where we manage clients in our own app database that you can see. You here. will
1: have to be a bit vocal because that's not only going to be on YouTube, but it's also on podcast.
0: Yeah, people. yeah. So so for people who are listening in or watching, essentially, we basically, in our first business, help business owners and entrepreneurs rediscover their physical and mental peak within 12 weeks, 90 days. Okay. Uh, And ultimately, what we do is we take control of your training, your nutrition, and we daily concierge you every single day. You have your own PA coach, mindset coach that we install on you every single day to get you where you need to be in the most time efficient manner. Uh, and you'll see this with all our client results that you may have seen. people tuning in, you may have seen us in different ads or on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. Uh, but that's where we manage people. For those who actually see right now on our screen right now, this is what we have like you know a dashboard, your training nutrition, body weight metrics, where we're literally tweaking and adjusting your data daily to generate the result that you're looking for. So we're literally running you like a business to generate the result that you're looking for. training nutrition, all designed for you, that you can see here. Similarly, with your calendar all built around you, your business, your family. So it fits like a glove. This isn't a surface level solution. It's more so addressing the root causes and creating your blueprint, in essence, to achieve this result. Um, But for those who are listening in, in general, on YouTube or whatever, on the podcast, you know, ultimately, we're taking control of the whole show to guarantee the result that you're looking for within 90 days. Mm -hmm. And that's why people come to us is because that's what we generate simply and within how, 12 and how time. can they contact you social media emails can you share yeah. it best by the way, if you want some more information on the step-by-step process of actually how we guarantee these results for people like Marek and all these others that you say is actually going to the website which is www.jgphysique.com so jg and then it's physique.com uh, so that's www.jgphysique.com uh, and also, if you want to just add us on Facebook as a, as a friend or, you know, even reach out to Marek on the side and just basically inquire a little bit more, then we can send some relevant information, uh, packs, bundles, everything over to you so you can get a little taster for it all, to be honest. But quickest way is to get hold of us on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, just say that, you know, Marek. Um, and then also the website just shows you exactly step by step how we do this. You know, we don't hide anything. If you want to know exactly how we do it, we'll show you exactly how. Uh, And then if things make sense, we can hop on a call, discuss your situation.
1: Yeah. Failing that, if they failed to reach out to you, they can always reach to our podcast at info, uh, sorry, info at living.com. That is info at living.com. And we'll obviously pass all the information to James. James, you've been absolutely a star. Much appreciating. Hope you enjoyed it. And love to have you as a guest.
0: Thank you very much for your time. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, remember to like and subscribe on your platform of choice.